I certainly can imagine having a baby at home like that. So you have a strong, strong wife. Good for well, you. So the, it was a planned home birth, but like we just didn't really like get there. <laughs> <laughs> I come home and there's like 12 EMTs in my house. I'm like, what did I miss? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're probably so shocked when you came home. I just came in the house and I just like, cause literally I could see her in the, in the kitchen holding a baby. So I just walk in and I'm like, just frozen. I'm like, I was gone 15 minutes. What the hell happened? <laughs> 911, what's the nature of your emergency? Good morning, please, fire military and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. This morning, you know I love Tuesdays because although it is super, super early, here where I'm at, 5.30 in the morning, our guest today, it looks like he's in Eastern time, so I know it's it's not quite as early. However, he's going to share a little bit of what we were just talking about, and you'll understand why every every morning is probably going to be an early morning for him, at least for, <laughs> <laughs> for the foreseeable future. And, um, you know, it's not too often that we bring people who are sort of external to this realm, right, with police, fire, military, families first responding. However, with today's guest, we're shifting gears a little bit with Leo Warriors. And I've recognized that there's so many people who work as a first responder, armed service member, but they also own their own side hustles or they have these visions of wanting to start their own companies. And so, Jeremy, when you decided to come on this show, it, it was just kind of perfect timing. I believe in divine intervention, nothing happens by chance. And so that's the reason that that I have you on. And I am so, so excited to introduce Mr. Jeremy Ryan Slay. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming onto our show this morning. Hey, I am like so grateful for you to have me because I know you have like a super awesome community. So it's not something you take lightly on who you let in here. So I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jeremy, you're a father, but you're recently a father a second time. And you were just sharing with me the, the craziest birth story that I think I've ever heard. And um, yeah, can you tell, tell everybody yeah. else a little bit about what happened? Well, there's kind of like a preamble to this. So like, you know, like we've kind of been like, oh, my God, there's a baby coming any day, any day, any day. And this is this is number two for me. I have a, a two and a half year old. And um, last was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Um, I had another podcast I was on and like my life's just been in shambles, like doing all this. So like I looked at the wrong day on the calendar and I like hurriedly emailed you like, actually, I don't have a link. I don't know what's happening. Um, so like that was kind of the preamble. But then on uh, Thursday morning um, at 3 a.m., my wife wakes me up and she goes, I think I'm in labor. OK, um, my two year old um, who suddenly decided that our bed is her bed starts going into this tantrum because she wants mommy to go back to bed. She wants blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, okay. Um, you know, you called the midwife because it was a planned home birth anyway. Like our personal was a, was a home birth. So I'm like, you call the midwife. I'm going to take, you know, Adelaide for a ride and just get her to go to sleep. And I'm driving around for 15 minutes and she's talking to me like, my sister is coming. My sister is coming. And I'm like, <laughs> and here, here's the, here's the crazy part. She didn't know she was having a brother or sister. She just decided the night before she was having a sister. Aww. And, um, so we're driving up for 15 minutes. I can't get this kid to go to sleep, which usually works like a charm. So I drive, I, I pull back in the driveway. There's ambulances there. There's a there's a cop car there. I'm like, what did I miss? I walk in the kitchen and my wife's holding a baby that she apparently delivered on her own. Ugh. And I'm like, just standing there frozen. I'm like, I was gone 15 minutes. What happened? She's like, it, my water broke and the baby came. I'm like, oh my God, we have a, have a, 
you know, on, on this side, the labor was really short. So I'm, so I'm glad for you, but I thought I had more time. <laughs> well, congratulations. I, I'm so glad that it was only 15 minutes for her. And, and for those of you listening, Jeremy also shared with me, she wasn't home by herself when that happened. So yeah, my, my, my father-in-law, um, you know, his, his marriage ended not too long ago. So he moved in with us. So like, luckily there was somebody there to like catch the baby as she fell, <laughs> but like, oh my gosh, it, that's a, it's a wild story. Good morning to everybody who is just tuning in. And I'm going to kind of tease Jeremy a little bit here. I was listening to some of his content and we're going to get into what he does, who he is, a little bit of his backstory and how he can help you. Um, if, if you yourself have a side hustle or perhaps you've always thought about starting your own business. But Jeremy is a little bit of a diva when he doesn't eat. And I thought that was super, oh my super funny because you're talking. Where did you about- pick that up? Oh my gosh, that is the truest thing ever. <laughs> you were you just mentioned it in one of your, your recent podcasts, how... It, that commercial about Snickers is is really emulated off of you somehow. I'm Betty White. I am Betty White. <laughs> so Betty White, for everybody who's listening, I'm going to send you a box of Snickers to whoever comments the most within the next 24 hours. I want you to ask questions. I want you to pick Jeremy's brain. Jeremy is a business owner. He owns a company called Command Your Brand, and he also hosts a podcast called Create Your Own Life. And he drops incredible value, incredible wisdom. He's had the opportunity to interview some of the most successful people in the world. And Jeremy, I want to know if you can tell us a little bit about your backstory and kind of how you created this this realm, this kingdom of what you're able to do now. Well, interestingly enough, um, I have honestly no idea how I ended up here because this wasn't like the intention or anything like that. Um, my master's degree is in ancient history, not very like close to what I do, like so right out of school, I ended up being a teacher. I had had, um, um, you know, at, at 24, after a couple of years teaching, my mom ended up having a really bad stroke and it kind of made me look at a lot of different things I was doing in my life. I'd, I'd had, it's, it's weird because at 19, um, we were playing the pickup football game, which we took entirely too seriously. Um, so like we had like the Under Armour pads and everything. And we just hit the hell out of each other, but it wasn't like organized football. And I tore three major ligaments in my knee and, um, I got last rights. And the weird part about it is it didn't change my life until at 24 when I almost lost my mom to a stroke. It really hit me and it made me kind of realize like, what am I doing here? What do I want to do with my life? And I tried and failed just about everything. You know, I did network marketing. I did um, selling products on Amazon. I sold life insurance, which I was good at. I just didn't enjoy telling people, so you're going to die. You should buy this. So I tried so many different things and I had remembered um, a college professor had introduced me to this podcast called the No Agenda Show back in 2009, which I still listen to this to this day. And I was like, okay, so I can try doing a podcast just so I have a creative outlet. Like I wasn't intending to make money with it or anything like that. And we had 10,000 listens in our first 30 days and it really took off. And it's led to me talking to so many incredible people that I really admire, um, you know, like professional athletes, well-known business owners, people like that. And it's led to us creating this agency. It what, but it wasn't a plan, right? It just kind of like happened. People are like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" So once once I started having some success, and that's really where the agency came from. It wasn't that I had an intention, never go out and do it. Wow, I, I gave birth at home with my son, who was thirteen pounds and twenty two ounces. Wow! Oh Melody. dear God, Melody! Oh my <laughs> God, that's incredible. Jeremy, you don't look like Betty White. Good morning, good morning, everybody. If you're just tuning in, I I said that anybody who drops the most comments, asking the most questions, who's the most engaged within the next 24 hours, I'm going to send you a giant box of Snickers because we have Mr. Diva here with us today. Now, (laughs) it looks like Bob Mitchell's winning right now. I I see see multiple comments from Bob. 
see that. That doesn't surprise me one bit. He is one of our biggest supporters here. Now, now, Jeremy, typically, you know how podcasting goes and I'll take you through the hero's journey. And we have this script that we that we go through. But sure. um, recent studies and we're not talking about the doctors or the scientists like the Fauci's. We're talking about the people who actually know <laughs> the data are, are saying that just to have candid conversations back and forth about real life, like two people having a conversation is really the best way for this to go in 2021. So we, we do have so many people who they do things like making the thin blue line flags, for example, or mm -hmm. they create challenge coins, or they are incredible with their word, their woodcraft work. And we have somebody in our group who even makes these incredible pictures out of metal. And so there's so many people who are listening to this. And I know as you're, you're just tuning in, you yourself might have had a side hustle. You know somebody who has a side hustle. But I'm wondering what advice, because you've gotten so much of it from the incredible people that you've interviewed, would you have for somebody who maybe can't get past that threshold of that creativity? Well, I just um, I, I love that you mentioned that too uh, with the side hustles as well, because um, the, the hat I'm wearing is, is one I absolutely love. This is a Highland Tactical hat. This is two former military guys that created this brand. So it's definitely like it can be done. Um, but um for me, the, th the thing I find interesting is is so many times when you're building a side hustle, right? Like you worry about like, can I eat this week? What am I going to do this week? And I think so many times you you need it to not be the main thing initially because you, it takes away your creativity. It takes away your ability to, to build something. You make some really bad decisions when you're worried about like a bill this week or food this week or whatever it may be. So I really look at the right way to build the side hustle is alongside everything else you're doing. Because it really allows you to create that thing you want to create and not make decisions that are short sighted. Because as an entrepreneur, like you need, um, you know, to be able to see six weeks ago, six weeks from now and six months from now. And I think when you are kind of in that grind of this has to work right now or I'm screwed, you don't make some really good decisions. And I've, I've seen I've talked to so many different entrepreneurs about this. Like there was a guy in the um, solar industry I talked about and he's he, his company is almost a billion dollar company. And a lot of that was building it initially as a side hustle because he wanted to make sure he made the right decisions. You make short-sighted decisions when it's, do I have to eat this week or pay a bill this week, whatever it is. So for you then at that first month dropping this 30-day podcast with over 10,000 yeah. 10, downloads, what was that next step for you? We, we have that creativity. They, they have the product created or maybe the idea in mind. What was the next step for you? Well, I, I think the important part about it too is at that point in time, I was working at a friend's web design firm. I taught mm -hmm. myself how to build websites from like watching YouTube videos and reading blogs. So like that's where my income was coming from. It wasn't just me like, oh my gosh, I have to get some sponsorships so this thing's over. So it was initially like, how can I get to be a better interviewer? Who does my audience really want to hear? Um, how can I get out there and be seen and heard in different ways? So it was about better quality and distribution. That's what it was really all about, like better quality and distribution, because it wasn't about, okay, I need advertising money. I need this. I need that. And the business itself didn't come until a year into the whole thing. And it was only because people that were listening to me said, hey, I want XYZ product. And the original version of that was a done for you podcast where we did everything, including booking your guests, building your website, whatever it may be. And we, one of the, the PR actions we did before we put somebody's podcast out was we put them on a few shows to promote what they're doing. So we ended up actually getting rid of the whole major business and just working on getting people on podcasts and doing a great job at that. But it wasn't, you know, the idea originally, it was through the experience of doing it. So, so I think that's, what's really interesting is you, you may find that your original idea morphs and you, you may find that 
you know, where you started isn't where you end up. And you have to really listen to what's needed and want it from people. I love that you mentioned that. Good morning to everybody who's just turning it, tuning in. I love that you mentioned that because another thing that is coming up for me is a lot of people in business don't realize when the, the conceptual element or the business plan is being created that we're always drawing people towards pleasure or away from pain. Yes. And so it sounds like when you created this particular product, something happened to where you're realizing that there is actually a, a need and you just so happen to fulfill that need that you didn't even plan on filling. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And because I, 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 I think that's somehow the, how some of the best products are created. Either it's a solution you needed for yourself or a solution somebody asks you for because there actually is demand out there. I think there's too often people spend so much time creating this thing and they get so concerned that if somebody else finds out about their thing, they could copy it and that could be the end of it or whatever it is. But when really there has to be a market out there and it has to be needed to want it from people. And the best way to do it is if people tell you they want it, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And on your Create Your Own Life podcast, you recently interviewed Mike Lindell. And one thing that he's talking about is a lot of the struggles that he faced. And for anybody who doesn't know, he is a recovering drug addict and building the company that he's built and then having it literally being stabbed at as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of resilience there. And I'm just wondering, as you've gone about your own journey and for the people who are listening, what advice do you have when you get to that point and you're building, you're creating, you're, you're doing what you think you want to do, but you just don't have that direction. And so mentally we have these blocks and I, I'm just mm -hmm. going to assume just because every entrepreneur goes through this, what was that for you and what helped you to kind of push through that? Well, can I, I just want to hit on uh, the Mike Lindell thing first, too, because he does have an incredible story. Like he talks about and, and this is one of the things as an entrepreneur you have to learn. You have to learn to trust your gut a lot of times, like like trusting your gut and your decision making. The thing that really launched him was middle of the night infomercials, which if you think about it, he's selling my pillow. People that can't sleep are his perfect product, your perfect customer. So he would do an infomercial in the middle of the night. He spent half a million dollars to put this thing together. The directors made fun of him. The producers made fun of him. They're like, you know, nobody's going to want to do this thing. And he goes, I know this is going to work. And in 40 days from launching that infomercial, he went from 10 employees to 250 or 500. I'm sorry. So like in 40 days, he went he went to that. So like that's the level of trust that you can create. But you have to just say, I can do this. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to make it happen. Like that's vital. And I've seen a lot of that in my own story where, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do early on. I wasn't very happy doing what I was, what I wanted to do early on. So it was finding out like, how does my purpose align with this? And how am I going to see this through? Because I think far too often, you know, you get hit with, um, you know, this person doesn't want to work with me or this vendor doesn't like me, or, you know, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills this week. Like I, I, I know, um, you work through, through Brooke and Clarice on my team, uh, to, to set this up. Um, Brooke's our first employee. And when we started the, this business five years ago, I was taking other jobs to write her paychecks because I wanted to make sure that we kept her on the team. So sometimes you're going to have some tough times. But if you understand that it's up to you to make this happen, if you could take full responsibility to make this happen, you can have some incredible things happen, but it just may not happen right away. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. So that commitment to me is the most incredible thing. And I found adversity to be one of the best teaching tools out there. It can teach you who you really are. It can teach you some of the skills you need to learn. And it kind of creates this, I don't know how to say it, but it kind of creates like, you know, how when you work out, when you lift one weight it's and you've done it for a period of time, it's much easier to lift a heavier weight. It's the same thing with adversity. If you've been through some stuff, you can be through even more stuff. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I know there are so many people, as you listen to this, you've gone through something similar um, in terms of hardship and 
what's coming up, Jeremy, is I'm wondering when somebody does get to that place and they're having a difficult time recognizing what what those traits are that, you know, we only know what we know. So if they've never been exposed to or even had the support maybe in their upbringing or at home, they still have, you know, the lack of that kind of support. Mm -hmm. When it comes to work that you do, um, can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how that might help to kind of fill that gap? Because that's a that's the biggest hurdle, right? Is like yeah. you have the thing and then the stress of it comes and then people start to throw in all the excuses. Well, I think as well, like you mentioned things at home, I think that can be some of the hardest things because naysayers a lot of times are people close to us, right? They're our friends, they're our family, they're our parents. And you have to, first of all, take a look at that situation and say, okay, I understand where you're coming from. You want me to do well. Um, but you know, I see that I'm going to do this. Cause I think too many times we create kind of this antagonistic relationship. And I did that as well with a lot of friends and people that are close to me. So you have to acknowledge that, understand they want the best for you and kind of, you know, just do your thing. But in terms of like what we do for people is we really help people create that element of trust and that element of awareness and get out there in front of the right audiences. Because, you know, you as know, as much as I do that, podcasts are incredible. There is so many niched audiences you can peer of uh, and peer in front of. We are over 2 million or over a million different shows out there. And I, th I want to say it was over 2 million recently because it was up to 1.9 million a couple months ago. So there's so many incredible shows out there to be on. So you can be in front of just the right type of audience. And that level of exposure and that level of trust is something that we really help people do. So we find the right shows for people. We coach them on how to be a great guest. And then, you know, we really teach them how to get out there in the right way. And I feel like I'm not doing the best job at this this morning because I'm an exhausted pre-parent. Um, so please, so please don't judge what we do by, you know, how my body is holding up this morning. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing such a great job. And I, I love that you mentioned that about the family element. I am a big proponent of Trent Shelton. And one thing that he mentions is the people that are closest to us within our inner circles, they're actually the ones that hold us back the most. And we don't yeah. realize why that happens. But mm -hmm. when you think about it, I was very fortunate to grow up with both parents. And it was always like, like, you're amazing. Like, you're already amazing. And people don't push us necessarily. And so from from that and recognizing that a lot of times we do need that external resource. So what you're saying is, in essence, you would come in and become that external resource in order to help people to kind of fill in that particular platform. Well, you know, what's interesting as well is that the longer you stick in it, that relationship flips. You know what I mean? Like once I started seeing success, whether it was like a Forbes mention or whether it was like, hey, we were actually making money. Like when those things started to flip, you know, like parents became more supportive, friends became more supportive. And that, you know, what was naysayers and negative energy early on has flipped in my favor now. But a lot of times it's to you to see it through and make that happen. Right. Because if you don't, you're not going to get to the other side of that. Beautiful. And before we wrap this up, you lightly mentioned something on a recent show of the fact that you, apart from being a parent for a second time, running a, a business and hosting a podcast, you're also writing a book. So yeah. can you kind of tease us a little bit with what that's going to be about? Yeah. So I, I, I'm the one thing I'm bummed about with it is we were originally going to have a release date in the fall. Um, but we've decided to move it in the spring, but for positive reasons, um, because I, I actually am going to get a chance to interview uh, former New York Yankees closer Mariano Rivera, which I'm very excited about. Um, but the book is called Extraordinary. And we take a look at the six characteristics that make someone an extraordinary human. And one of them we really already talked about, this idea of adversity and how it can make you the person you need to be to do something. Um, but it's also, you know, people that are extraordinary understand 
um, you have to kind of stick to your own purpose on things and not let other people knock you off because it will happen. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, we, we've, we've talked about this kind of already with what can happen with friends and family and people like that. Um, I'm also not a huge proponent of like the school system. I, I just, and that's coming from somebody that's highly educated. I don't think we're, we're kind of taught how to really produce and do things. And I think people that are extraordinary realize that it's about experience. It's about doing things. It's about the number of times you can do something and complete it and you become an expert at that. You know, that is where the magic comes in. And that's where the passion about what you do comes in. Because I, I, you know, I'm in my mid 30s. So I find my generation is kind of a pain in, pain in the ass about that. You know, they think everything's going to come to them and they're going to know their purpose. And they're never going to work a day in their life. And it's like, well, sorry, life can be hard. You got to work hard. And when you get to a point where you get really good at something, that's where passion comes in. It doesn't come first. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. So to wrap this up, then how can people get a hold of you and maybe follow your journey, especially as, as we wait for that book to come out in the spring? Absolutely. So they can check me out. Um, I'm Jeremy Ryan Slate on all platforms, or they can check me out at jeremyryanslate.com. Beautiful. Jeremy, thank you so much for spending this morning with us. As you guys listen to this, if you have any further questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll direct you, can, I'll connect you directly with Jeremy. And um, Jeremy, I, I love people that come in and they selflessly add value. And I truly want to thank you for that. Thank you so much. I, I hope I was really able to add value to your tribe today. Absolutely. Thank you.